0: hello and welcome to another episode of the apw podcast series apw your partners in property and advisors on the process of buying property in the uk this podcast series continues to focus on uk property and all its many complexities today i'm joined by the apw property experts Stuart and callum williamson apw connects expats from all over the world with uk properties and has helped over 2,000 people secure over £186 million worth of property in the UK. Hello Callum. Hi Paul. And hello Stuart. Hello Paul. I'm Paul Shearer. I've been involved in property professionally as a writer and journalist, and personally as an owner and restorer of several UK properties. So my knowledge goes from underpinning to overview, and I'll be firing the questions at the dynamic duo here. Today's topic is Birmingham, and you'll start 10 Callum. Where is Birmingham? Yes, good question, Paul. Uh, We're talking about Birmingham
1: in the West Midlands of England. For those that don't know, it's about 100 miles northwest of London. And on public transport from London, it would take you about an hour and 27 minutes to get to Birmingham. On the current train system and on the new proposed HS2 system, which I think we'll talk about later, it'll take you 52
0: minutes. I think it'll be hard to get through talking about Birmingham without mentioning HS2. Uh, But uh, Stuart, next question for you, your start of a 10. uh, Why is Birmingham today's topic?
2: It's a good value location from an investment perspective in that it's not gone as far down the line as expense as perhaps the centre of Manchester and certainly not as far as London. So you can still buy good value property there and get a good rental yield. Plus the quality of tenants you're getting there is very good. Demographically speaking, the center is populated with a lot of degree level or above tenants who tend to be the best when it comes to paying the rent, so to speak. And that's not being uh, rentist in any way, if that's the correct term. It's basically just saying that, you know, these people sign a two-year lease and they see it through. Whereas perhaps in other locations, that tends sometimes not to happen. So you're getting a quality tenant with a quality location that will go up in value.
0: So in property terms, it's a hot city, as they say. It's also sometimes called Britain's second city, although Glasgow also laid claim to that title, and Manchester quite also quite fancies a pop at that title too. The name in Old English is Bjormingham, uh, which means the home of the Bjormingers, or Bjormers people. It expanded from a small 7th century Anglo-Saxon hamlet, then the lord of the manor, Peter de Birmingham, in the 12th century, decided that he would get more rent running a market in the grounds of his castle than he would from tenant farmers. So he got the royal charter, laid out a triangular market known as the bullring, and then made lots of money charging tolls on the market's traffic. Don't you just love feudal overlords? But he grew the town from 50 people in 1086 to 1500 people by 1300. The market first in agriculture and wool, then stimulated craft work in leather, fabrics and ironworking, and led ultimately to Birmingham being described in 1791 by economist Arthur Young as the first manufacturing town in the world. But it wasn't just manufacturing and the Industrial Revolution that led to Birmingham's success. It was also where Lloyd's Bank began. It was very good at invention, and it has a period of nonconformism and political radicalism under leaders like Joseph Chamberlain that gave it a lot of influence outside the Westminster bubble. Also, not to be underestimated, was its access to the canal network. But as a big industrial centre, it was the target for bombings in the Second World War, and then later with Britain's industrial decline and then the global shift of manufacturing to the Far East, like many other cities, it suffered. But then in the modern era, a new city plan, big names moving office functions into the city, and a revitalising of high-tech manufacturing has led to a 21st century renaissance. Which we will all discuss together now, but first, let's have some fun facts about Birmingham. Uh, I am going to kick it off. One that I uncovered in the reading: it's got more canals than Venice. Amazing! And uh, is it true that they're all, all covered up by roads now? Is that right? Or? Probably some of them filled with Tesco trolleys. Yeah. Well, I
2: was I was going to say <laughs> that apparently has more shopping trolleys in those canals than Venice as well. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, more parks
1: than Paris. Well, I'll go with. Heavy metal bands, Black Sabbath and Judas Priest, both come from Birmingham. Okay, I thought you were going to be too young
0: to know about Black Sabbath. I know,
1: I like a bit of uh, Black Sabbath, you know, continuing in that vein. Uh, Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin, another great band from Birmingham as well.
0: Okay, there was a a football, a couple of football facts. The uh, oldest football teams in the world, Aston Villa in 1874 and Birmingham City in
2: 1875. Some of the best football teams, aren't they, Stuart? I wouldn't agree with that, no, because as we know, Leeds United are, in fact, the best football team in the world. But a fun fact I know myself is that they were still using the railway arches. And when the British Rail banned the use of all, the government banned the use of all arches for commercial purposes, Birmingham was the heaviest affected. And that's an indication of how far it's got, grassroots are really sort of like peaky blinder sort of roots they're very rough and ready whereas the rest of the country had already moved away from that and they were all like, they're all bars or restaurants it was still people working commercially in those arches in birmingham
0: here's another one once upon a time birmingham was responsible for 75% of the world's pens wow what sort of pens do we know or just you know just pens in
1: general uh, nice pens <laughs> yeah Okay, and 40% of the UK's jewellery is made there. I guess it's uh, still made in the jewellery quarter.
0: Yes. Uh, Here's an obscure one, but bear with me. It's the Tizard mission, where Henry Tizard, a British scientist who was in charge of the Aeronautical Research Committee, led a delegation to the US in 1940 and took a black box with him which contained a slew of scientific secrets to do with radar. Uh, and There was a memorandum about the feasibility of the atomic bomb, and details of Frank Whittle's jet engine, which was developed in nearby rugby. The box was later called the most valuable cargo ever brought to the American shores. But it's all this history that still feeds into today's Birmingham, and with an increased focus on and aspiration for advanced manufacturing it's got museums art galleries michelin restaurants food aplenty excellent shopping but what about it as a place to invest your money how do you rate that callum yeah it's a a great
1: place to invest and you know it's not just us being biased as a a property company and a property source of saying that you know a nice simple structure we like to use when we're assessing the quality of a location for investment is the the pie formula or the pie structure or blueprint whatever you want to call it so that's p i.e. population, infrastructure, employment. And we look at a location through each of those lenses. Has it got a large population? You know, Has it got infrastructure to get that population to and from the E, which is employment? And if it's got all of those things, then generally it's got a, a large market of people that are going to want to rent, which means it's a good location for, for buy-to-let landlords. So looking at it through that lens, which I think we're going to do, we'll see that it is quite a good location to to invest.
0: Okay. So Stuart, tell us about the population.
2: Well, as you mentioned previously, it's seen as the second city in the UK, uh, but it's certainly the most populous city with 1.16 million people, and it's expected to add 150,000 to that over the next 20 years, which um, I'd be surprised if it wasn't more than that. I mean, the UK population is expected to grow by 2 million over the next 10 years, of which 3.5% of that is going to be in England. And as a cheaper location as 2 million people are going to be emigrating into the country, places like Birmingham that are cheaper will grow faster than other locations.
0: Uh, Callum, have you got any facts and figures?
1: Uh, yes, I have, indeed. Uh, it's it, In terms of the age of the population, there's a lot of young people uh, there. 40% of the population is under 25. That's uh, 50% under 40, and that's even higher in the city centre at 78%. Um, there's 84,000 students at the five different universities across Birmingham, uh, and as well, I believe from my, my reading that it's actually got one of the highest, if not the highest student retention rate out of any university city in the UK. So a lot of the, the students that come and study at those five universities stay there, which is you know one of the reasons it's got such a young population and one of the reasons why so many
0: big offices and big companies are moving their headquarters there. Well, I was struck by the, um, it's a very diverse city, multicultural population at 48.5% from uh, ethnic minorities. That's almost half. Almost one in four were non-UK born and over a quarter of the ethnic minorities from Asia, most of those from the Indian subcontinent. So that's the population, dynamic, young, diverse and large. What about the infrastructure?
1: Well, I'd say uh, on the infrastructure, there's a lot going on. We mentioned the HS2 at the start, but what a lot of people don't know is, you know, within the West Midlands as well, there's the the metro plan, which is being built, which connects Birmingham with the wider Black Country region and the smaller satellite towns and city, which will bring all of those people into work in Birmingham city centre as well. And if you walk around Birmingham city centre, you do see these metro stops all over the place. And it is, it is transforming the city centre and, and you know, talking about the pie thing again, population, infrastructure, and employment. Well, the fact that the metro goes all the way out—I say all the way—you know, ten, eleven miles out to Warsaw to West Brom—it's bringing these people in, and it's going to be a. I think it's a twelve-minute ride from from West Brom, for example, into Birmingham City Centre. So it really means that population can move to and from the employment that's in the city centre. So yeah, it's, it's going to work wonders for investors.
0: Well, like you say, they're halfway through their big city plan, which started in 2010. Uh, They just announced that they're they're looking at a a new one, which goes beyond the current 2031 date and now looks ahead to 2042. But within that 2010 uh, big city master plan, they started off with the transformation of the main station into Birmingham, Birmingham New Street, and created a new shopping destination, Grand Central. Then around that centre, there are so many individual commercial property developments that that's what's really creating creating the buzz about Birmingham in the centre, like you said, with the commercial opportunities and the employment opportunities for everyone. Uh, is there any of those that you want to sort of highlight from your experience of Birmingham? I think from an employment perspective, Brindley Place
1: and the Paradise Centre uh, are two ones worth talking about. Brindley Place is a financial centre that was delivered over a sixteen-year period. It finished in two thousand and nine, and there's some very large, um, you know, UK businesses and companies that have their head offices there. And then the same is the Paradise Centre, I think the Paradise, the Paradise development is going to be creating fifty thousand new jobs in the financial sector as well, with with some of these large companies, HSBC, Deutsche Bank goldman sachs kpmg uh, hsbc for example has got their uk retail headquarters there which is about i think i think about two thousand staff in itself so um i think those two important brindley place and paradise because that relates to the e which is the employment
0: well the paradise center as well is being developed by argent uh who did the king's cross development which i just uh think is one of the most fantastic developments uh, the leaders in the concept of placemaking uh which is um Something that they do very well. So in in Paradise, they've got three public parks, 10 new office buildings, 120,000 square feet of retail and leisure space, 250 bed hotel, 370 build to rent homes. There's a lot going on there. Um, Have a look at the website and, and you'll see the kind of thing. But there's also Park Central. Arena Central, there are more coming through in the next 10 years. There's Smithfield, which is a 15-year transformation, £1.9 billion. That's being done by Lendlease. lease Curzon Street is the area around the new station. Anything else that springs to mind?
2: I know some of the, the um, residential developers are actually going somewhat back in time, and they're building um, apartment blocks or apartment developments, not necessarily blocks, but low-rise stuff. And they're actually attaching to them their own private parks so that you only have access to it if you go in and you're a resident of those blocks, which is what they did back in the old days in in London, Mayfair, places like that. to Make it very upmarket, very safe and a good place to live. So there's a lot of good thought and concepts going into the building of it. And people often say to us, are there no car parking spaces with this apartment well, no, because it's going to become a pedestrian location in the future, and that's the whole plan for Birmingham. You won't be driving in, you'll be getting the tram or the 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 train in, and then you walk. And that is going to be a great location. It's very much mirroring what's going on in the continent in uh, places like Denmark, where they're trying to make that situation occur as well.
0: Yes, one of the 50 new trams that uh, they've invested in, and there are 20 transport interchanges that... Uh... So it is going to be a place to whiz around on. in. It's also very well connected outside. That's also a major feature to it. Uh, it's multiple connections to motorways. So we've looked at that pie, the property infrastructure and employment. Anything else on the employment? You mentioned the financial companies investing there. But uh, what else is going on in Birmingham?
1: Yeah, so uh, outside of the financial and, and professional services, it's becoming known as a, a bit of a tech and research hub and as well as manufacturing. I know the on the tech side, uh, Digbeth, one of the areas of Birmingham, is becoming known as the Silicon Terrace. It's very popular with sort of young uh, techie types, people that are building tech companies, apps, that sort of thing, much like the real Silicon Valley or si- Silicon Roundabout in London. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why Digbeth was recently announced as the best place to live in the UK by the Times. And I think it, it also, they also say it's the most fun per square foot out of any city in the UK, Digbeth, as, as an area of Birmingham. So
0: a cool yeah, place to live. That's where the, the um, Smithfield regeneration is happening. And it wasn't just the Times, it was the Guardian as well, which referred to it as a cool neighbourhood.
2: I mean, what makes it more cool, really, is that um, Stephen Knight, the guy who wrote Peaky Blinders, he's opening up his own studio there conjunction with steven spielberg and tom cruise and there's going to be a million square feet of new studio and it's where they're going to be making they're making the next two series of line of duty there which is very good and what steven spielberg actually said was getting the talent to birmingham would be easy because they're in london they get on the train they're there within an hour and that's what will make it a success
0: in terms of the actual property figures Property facts and figures. All of this is the city plan. Uh, what does it mean in terms of the investment-friendly figures?
2: Okay, basically we're talking about tremendous price growth, so appreciation of property. It has gone up by thirty-five point nine percent in the last five years, fourteen percent in the last twelve months. In the average per square foot cost in the city centre. Is just three hundred and forty-one pounds, and one beds on average are one hundred and sixty-eight thousand. So these are fantastic prices: two bed two forty-seven, three bed three fifty-nine. They're being built at prices now that you can only dream of in Manchester, and were a a ten year ago to fifteen year ago price there, and it was what the prices were in London twenty-five years ago.
1: What about the rental market? You've got a new build premium over old stock. Uh, There's a compelling case for rent, renting there with the young population, as as we've mentioned. I think HSBC, 2,500 jobs, PwC, 2,300, KPMG, 1,500, and Barclays, 400. So some, lots of young professional people that are staying in the city. Uh, 50% of people are renting in Birmingham, and tenant demand is up 38%. I think post-COVID, as as we're going back to what the world used to be like, or city centre used to be like. And it's a 28% market rental growth since
0: 2019. Yes, this young population, I think that Birmingham does incredibly well on the number of startups, and like you say, it's this fintech hub, the tech industry, and then there's advanced manufacturing, which, as we said before, means that the graduates are now staying in place and they all need somewhere to live. So what about the areas uh, that you would look at or that you would find in Birmingham?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. You know, you can't really, or you shouldn't really just go, okay, Birmingham, let's just buy anywhere. You know, as with any location, there are certain streets or certain areas that are better than others. And that's why it's important to do your own research and or work with people that can, can help you do that. But you've got sort of five main areas, city centre, south side, the west side, the jewellery quarter and Digbeth, as we've mentioned. So city center, the station, Bull Ring, Birmingham Museum, Paradise Center, which is where all those professional jobs or a lot of those professional jobs we just mentioned are. South side, that's Chinatown, the Gay Village and the Hippodrome. There's some good new build stuff going up there at the moment. Uh, west side, which is Brindley Place, which is the other large financial, financial center. The canals on three sides. I think we, we a lot of us have probably seen the pictures of Birmingham of Brindley Place with the canals. It's a very pretty looking part of the city. Jewelry quarter, historic quarter, higher prices because of that. And then Digbeth, as we've discussed, one of the best places to live. Um, More fun per square foot.
0: Stuart, what about some of the um, areas around in the suburbs? We've not got much time now, but maybe it's something we could look at in a future podcast. Any thoughts on uh, sort of outer ring of Birmingham?
2: Yeah, there's some great places out there. I mean, there's the whole point about the metro. It brings you in within... 15 minutes from any of these locations. So, you know, places that don't sound that hip or very sexy, like West Bromwich, you know, West Bromwich Albion sounds awful. But, I mean, really, it's a very nice place. Warsaw, you know, we did a development in Warsaw a while back, and it's a lovely place. You know, so there are locations out of the centre, and the price is there. In places like West Bromwich, you can buy two-bed duplex rooftop apartments, for £180,000. So just 15 minutes from the centre and you're getting a lot more open air, a lot more space, and you're getting much better value for money. I think, frankly, if you do look out there, and you do, sometimes if you look at, well, let's just buy in a jewellery centre because it's where everyone else is doing it.
0: Okay, well, thank you very much. That's all we've got time for, but it's a good look at Birmingham today. Uh, You've got a programme about Birmingham coming up on your TV channel, haven't you?
1: That's correct. Yeah, we had... Uh, one of our APW TV team, Kate McIntyre, go and film a special short uh, video for us in Birmingham, looking at these sorts of things and and visiting some sites and, and meeting with some developers and going into a bit more detail on it all. And that's coming out uh, shortly. So keep
0: an eye out on our YouTube people and um, you'll see that there. And yeah, the opening section uh, segues very nicely into a Peaky Blinders reference, which we just touched on I thought we were maybe going to get away without mentioning it once but uh, Stuart brought it up Yeah. (laughs) yeah no spoilers I haven't finished watching it okay next week we'll be having a rummage through the APW inbox and answering a frequently asked question until then thanks to Stuart and Callum Williamson thank you Paul thanks Paul and it's goodbye from me Paul Shearer Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast series produced for APW by Emma Holton at The Art of Podcast. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe, hit like, share it with your friends. If you didn't, keep stum. You can find more episodes in all your usual podcast places.